Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Get Up 10. And this week to close out January, it's a solo episode. It's just me, myself, and I. And I will be talking about my book. So I know you guys have heard me hint at it and mention it, but in this time, I'm really going to go deeper into like what's in it, how is it working with a publisher, what's the the stories and lessons behind the even just the cover of my book, and so much more. This was actually a live that I did on YouTube and Instagram. So if I say certain things, like that's why I did it a couple of days ago. But I know it's a lot easier to listen to a podcast than it is to like sit and watch somebody on live or even like a YouTube video. So here's the audio for you guys. And as always, the links to purchase my book will be in the show notes and stay tuned because we have some really great episodes and conversations coming your way in February. All right, let's get into it. Just kidding. I forgot to announce that I will be speaking at the Push Brunch hosted by Dr. Ebony Gresham, and it's going to be in Austell, Georgia, which is just outside of Atlanta. So if you know that you have something that you were called to create, that you're in the middle of birthing something big, you need to be in the room. And I cannot wait. I'm going to be speaking. And so I would love to have you in the room that day because I just know it's going to be such an amazing experience. So that is March 2nd from 11 a.m. to 4 in Austell, Georgia. And I will also include the link for that event in the show notes. Okay, now let's get into it. Hi, guys. Happy Sunday if you're watching this live. If you are watching the replay, I hope that you are having a great day. Um, So first of all, let me just address a few things. I'm going live on two different devices right now. So if I'm not looking straight at the camera, I'm looking at one of them. And second of all, I decided to try out some new lip gloss and it says lip plumping gloss, which I'm just like, okay, whatever. I just like the color. So tell me how I put that stuff on. And I'm like, why are my lips tingling? (laughs) that's why it's called lip plumping so I'm gonna have to look up the ingredients that later but anyways I wanted to talk about my book today Thrive because I'm so I don't know like I am excited don't get me wrong I'm really excited that it is done it is finished you can get your copy it's like a real thing that you can hold in your hands But it's also just really a huge relief that it's done because this has been years in the making and I can literally say that. So let's talk about it, right? Because I don't want to just make a product and just be like, buy it, buy it, buy it, right? Like what, why should you buy it? What's in it? Who is it for? I want you guys to hear like my heart and my thoughts behind it. So my book is called Thrive. How to Let Go, Find Purpose, and Flourish When Staying Seems Easier. And that is what it's all about. All of my stories of letting go, of leaving, um, and just finding purpose, learning lessons, and becoming a better version of myself, and in turn, flourishing. When staying would have been a lot easier, but not necessarily better. So I talk about a lot of things in this book to the point where now that it's done, I'm like, 
but did I write? <laughs> like my stories was in there. Like, let me go read this thing real quick because I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I talked about this in the introduction of the book, but when I wrote this book, I was actually inspired by a small, a virtual small group that I was doing in 2021, because as you know, 2020 happened to say the least, and a lot of things were online and a lot of us were looking for community. So I was doing an online virtual small group and the topic was, how do you know when it's time for a relationship to come to an end? And I was like, <laughs> let me tell you, I got some experience with this. So the way that things happened, I ended up being one of the last people to speak on the question. But it was good because in that time that I was listening to everybody else's answers, it got it gave me time to really reflect on the question being asked. And I realized like I actually have a lot to say on this topic. How do you know when something is supposed to come to an end? How do you know when it's time to move on to something else? And because of that realization that, oh, I have a lot to say on this topic, I decided to write a whole book about it. And so that's how this came to be. And because of that, because it was about learning lessons and leaving situations and relationships, I literally wanted to call the book Learning and Leaving. But I had um, other people help me throughout the process and Thrive, How to Let Go, Find Purpose and Flourish was the title that everybody just gravitated towards and loved. So I'm no dummy, okay? If that's what the people want, that's what they're going to get. And I'm really happy that that is the name of my book because it's such a powerful title. Like, And it's just fun to say. I'm not going to lie. It took me a second to memorize the subtitle because that's a lot of words. But I finally got it down. Sometimes I do have to think about it as I'm saying it because it's a mouthful. But yeah, so I wrote this book because that's how life goes, you know, things, seasons change, relationships, some people come and stick around and some people come and go. And that's just the flow of life. Some endings, they just happen organically and other endings, we have to be the one to decide like, no, it's time to move on. It's time for this to come to an end. It's time for me to go. Sometimes we have to be the one to make that decision. So that's why I wrote this book because I've had to make the decision to go quite a few times and I'm better for it, honestly. So another reason that I wrote this book is because a lot of people, especially women, we get all up in our heads and we have a hard time leaving because when you leave what you know, the your comfort zone, you're now stepping into new territory and you don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> um, I always think about this thing that's like, I'll stick with the evil I know and as opposed to the unknown, cause it could be really scary. But one thing that I have learned in life is that sometimes when you step into that new chapter, when you step into that unknown, you find beautiful things that you would have never even knew that existed if you had stayed in your comfort zone, if you had stayed with what you know. And 
that's kind of the story of my life in uh, ways as well. Like I love to travel. I love new experiences. I love trying new foods because it's amazing how many good things, good people, good experiences are out there. And we would have never known if we stayed in our comfort zone. And so to the person who knows that it's time for a change, but is afraid to step out into something new, I wrote this book for you because I want you to know that you can flourish. There is beautiful things that are lying ahead. You haven't met all the people who aren't going to love you. You haven't tried, tasted, been in all the places that are going to bring you so much joy and happiness. And I always think about this time when I was probably in my early 20s. I was definitely above 21 because I was going to a bar. So I was supposed to go out on a date with this guy and the plans changed and he wasn't able to go. But I was already at the lounge that we were supposed to meet at. And just as a female, like I'm not trying to go into no club, no bar by myself because I feel like that's putting a target on your back. And I have the time for foolishness. So when he decided that he wasn't going to be able to make it that night, I had a decision to make. I could, I was already dressed up. I was already there. I could have gone home and that would have been perfectly fine, but I was already dressed up. And so I was in an area where I knew a few people. So I was like, you know what, let me just go ahead and go inside this place and just go out and see what it's looking like. See if I see anybody I know. I'm already here. And I remember like my mom was dropping me off and I was sitting in the car and I was like, do I go in? Do I go home? Like, what do I do? But I decided to walk into this lounge by myself. And when I walked in, I saw this girl that I had known for years and had not seen in a while inside this place. And we ended up hanging out and having such a fun night and I would have never had that experience if I was afraid to step into that place on if I was afraid to walk through that door and I think life is like that so many times where you really don't know what lies ahead if you don't take that step and so that is my hope that somebody will read this book and whether it's a relationship whether it's an abusive situation whether it's a toxic job whether it's just an opportunity that is taking up a lot of time and energy that you will decide that I can walk away from this and I can step forward into something new and there will be goodness. So that is my hope for the reader who reads this. Um, and I will continue to share my heart as I talk a little bit more about each section of the book. So the book, no, it's not super thick, but it's definitely got some weight on it, okay? <laughs> and I do have a few chapters and I start off strong, okay? We get right into it. And I talk about my abusive marriage and I talk about what it was like when we were dating, uh, some of the experiences that happened that honestly, I should have taken those as red flags, but I just made excuses for them. Uh, I talk about what it was like through our marriage and my domestic violence incident. I will say we chose not to go into detail about the domestic violence incident because I wanted to be sensitive of y'all as the readers and anybody who's had a similar experience or worse. I didn't want it to be super triggering, but I did want to be honest about what I went through. 
So I talk about that. I talk about the transition to motherhood and how sad I was when my daughter was born just because of how miserable I was in my marriage. I was so happy to become a mom. I miss having a little itty bitty baby. But the truth is that that was a difficult time for me because my marriage was so stressful. There was so much tension. It was so unhealthy. So I talk about that up until the day where I finally decided to leave and how I knew that once I left, there was no going back. And I share that story really openly, not to talk bad about my daughter's father slash my ex-husband, not to air out my business, but because I know that I'm sure all the followers I have and all the people, if not you, somebody you know, is probably in a toxic or even abusive relationship. And I want somebody to know that you do not need to stay in that there is better for you. You deserve to be loved well. And that's why I share my story so openly. And one thing that I really love about the publisher that I worked with is that she is a woman of character. And so when I was writing the the stories about me and my, my ex-husband and some of the experiences we had, I kept sharing some things, okay? And I did, but I left some things out because it wasn't about throwing shade or throwing dirt on his name. Uh, it was about sharing my story and and teaching a lesson. And so I even was asking her, like, should I add more stories for more detail so people could really, like, hear what I went through? And she was like, mm, I don't think we need to do that. I think the point is clear. And I respected that because, you know, if you are dealing with shady people, if you were doing dealing with petty, immature people, they would have been like, oh yeah, girl, put that in the book. He did what? Put that in the book. And I'm so happy that I dealt with a woman of character, a woman of God who was like, we don't need to do all that. That's not, is it going to help you prove your point? Is the point already proven well? Do we really need to add that? And I really appreciated that because it just spoke to character. And I'm so big on character and who you are on the inside because that's so important. So yeah, I talk about my dating my ex-husband, what it was like in the marriage, and why I decided to leave ultimately. And when I wrote this, it was probably about a year or two like after I left. And so I was still going through the process with my divorce. But since then, if you've been following me, you know that I am a free woman and the divorce process was a doozy but I did talk about it um if you are on social media the live is called see when court and it's also a podcast episode and I will be turning it into an ebook so if you're interested to hear what the divorce process was like for me I do talk about that it's just not in my book because the book the book actually came out a couple days after my divorce was finalized that was crazy, such a crazy week for me. But I do end the chapter just sharing how, like, even though I went through what I went through, I do still have so much hope for new beginnings and to be loved properly, to be loved well. And there's just, I'm just full of hope when it, I'm a hopeful romantic, hopeful romantic. I was going to say hopeful romance. <laughs> I'm a hopeful romantic. So that's how I end out that chapter of my book. And again, I'm not out here saying, like, oh, that man asked nothing you get divorced no like the chapter is literally called divorce sucks because it does okay 
that was not on my to-do list. It was never on my goals to get divorced, but you know, here we are and we keep it moving. And so I think the chapter is more so to the woman who is in a similar situation, who literally is in an abusive situation, just to let her know that you're not the only one and you don't have to stay in that. All right. But definitely before you make the decision to get divorced, definitely get some counsel and resources and help because I'm a, such a big advocate for love and for marriage. And so I know that God is a restorer of marriages if that is something that you need. So I'm not saying, yeah, go, go get divorced right now. I'm not saying that. I'm just sharing my story. And for the person who is in an abusive situation, I'm letting you know that you deserve better and leave. There's no reason to tolerate abuse. By the way, if you're watching this live, if you comment Thrive, I will enter you to win a copy of my book because tomorrow I'm giving away two copies. So let me drop that in the comments because I'll just keep talking and forget. But I love talking about my book. It's really exciting. And I hope I have more and more opportunities to do so and that it just gets in the hands of the right people because it's powerful. Uh, all right, I'm here. I'm multitasking here to enter the book giveaway time. Right. Oh, I spelled dry wrong. That would have been bad. Y'all, I've never ever done a comment on a live because I usually just. But, anyways, all right, back to my notes. So, yeah, the first chapter, I go straight into it. We're talking about my marriage and ultimate divorce and then from there we go to let me put my table of contents love and basketball <laughs> i wanted to name the chapter that's so bad love and basketball and really is it's all about my basketball career because that was years of my life and so much of who I am is because of those hours spent on the court. So I definitely want to talk about basketball because not only has it just been a major part of my character development and who I am as a woman, but I also learned so much about relationships and leadership through the years that I played basketball. So I know that everybody reading my book is not necessarily like a basketball player or can relate to playing a sport, especially on such a competitive level because I did play into college. But I still wanted to include that because the lessons I learned from basketball are so valuable. And maybe you didn't play basketball. Maybe you didn't play a sport competitively, but I just want you to take the years and the sacrifice that I gave to basketball, I want you to take that and compare it to whatever is taking up your time. Whatever you're giving time, energy, and effort to, that is your basketball. So yeah, I talked about basketball, how I fell in love with it, and that's why it's 11 basketball, because basketball will always have a special place in my heart. And don't ask me who my favorite NBA team is, because I don't really have one. I don't really watch it. I just love to play it. And Lord willing, I will be able to coach again one day. But I'll talk about all about basketball from how I even started playing to realizing like, oh my gosh, I really love this game and I want to get better at it to the process of playing in college, deciding to play in college and how I made those decisions and playing in college. 
my college basketball journey was very interesting to say the least. There was a lot of transitions uh, because my we we got a new coach like literally almost every year and so that was a lot to navigate especially also because my freshman year of college we won our conference and went to play in the ncaa division three tournament for the first time in school history so coming in as a freshman to that experience the bar was set high and then we tried to do it again but there was just so many factors that made it difficult to to repeat that accomplishment, but that is such an amazing memory and experience that I'm grateful for. I got to go to Maine. So I can literally say like playing basketball has brought me from Maine to Florida because it literally has. And yeah, it was an interesting experience for sure. Um, I always say like, if I could go back in time, I would go back to high school so I could play basketball again. <laughs> but like with the skills that I have now, well, I don't know about now because no, I still got it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be modest. I would go back to high school and play basketball again because I would just be such a better player than I was then. But yeah, basketball has a special place in my heart and I learned so much. The lessons are, the lessons that I learned from basketball can be um, applied to like so many different spaces and so that's why I really and it's like I said it's such a big part of who I am so I really wanted to take that time to talk about playing basketball to honor some of my coaches who planted seeds in me and like just changed my perspective in a good way so I wanted to honor those coaches as well and then from basketball I talk about one second get the page open all right I talk about Friends. Chapter three is called Friends Forever? Question mark. Okay. Because we talk a lot about romantic relationships. People always talk about that. Like there's so such a huge space for um, dating and romance and relationship advice. And I love it. I'm here for it. But what I feel like we don't always talk about enough is friendships and relationships whether they're professional, whether they're, they're platonic, whether they're romantic, they're so important. They're such a, a deal maker or a breaker. Um, not even deal maker or breaker, like rela the relationships will make you or break you because if you have the wrong people in your life, you're gonna feel that. And if you got the right people in your life, you're definitely gonna feel that in the best way. And so it was really important to me to talk about friendships, relationships, uh, platonic relationships and I wanted to share good and bad because sometimes we'll like not talk about negative experiences because they're negative experiences but there's so much to be learned in losses there's so much to be learned from things that didn't go the way that we would hope they would and let me just say this out of the three negative friendships that I talked about Two out of the three experiences, I'm still friends with those people to this day via social media. And we are definitely more mature as women than when we were when I'm sharing the story. The stories that I share about friendships, um, we were like teenage girls. So we were still, there was a lot going on there. And so we can all admit that we didn't necessarily steward the friendship properly the, in the way that we would now as grown women. And so let me tell you, when I knew that my book was going to be out, and I know the, those two girls still connect with me to this day, I wanted to 
again, operate in character and integrity and let them know like, hey, you're in my book and not necessarily like in the best way, not that I'm talking bad about you or not like trashing you. I just want you to know like I'm talking about friendship and our I just learned from our experience and I share that in the book and I don't want you to read that and be like shocked when you're like, she's talking about me. And I was so happy that when I reached out to those ladies to let them know like, hey, you're in my book. Uh, Cause I did change all the names in my book of people. Um, when I reached out to the people in real life to let them know, hey, you're in my book. Like everybody, like the girls handled it so well. And it, I was just like, it just was such a huge relief to me because you never know how people respond that's on them. But to both females to be like, you know what? I could have been a better friend and I'm supporting you and I'm so proud of you. Like that meant everything to me. So shout out to those two girls. You know who you are. Uh, but yeah, I talk about friendships because we talk about romantic relationships all the time, but friendships are just as vital. And people don't like to say this, but friendships can be abusive too. Yeah, friendships can be abusive too. And abuse is just really like the pastor that I grew up under. He says, when the purpose of something is unknown, abuse is un inevitable. And I think that might also be from Miles Monroe. I'm not sure, but that's what abuse is. When the purpose of something is unknown, abuse is inevitable. And so as young girls, we had a lot going on. And so we were not always the, the best friend that we could have been at the time. And even as a young girl, like I tolerated stuff in friendships that I wouldn't necessarily tolerate now. Because I feel like when you're young, a lot of relationships are out of convenience because we go to school together, we got class together. But then you get older and have more autonomy and more freedom to decide like do i really want to be friends with this person is this person like adding to my life are they making me laugh are we having good conversations can i trust them i didn't know to think like that as a young girl so that's why i shared about those relationships and i also share about a really amazing friendship that has stood the test of time for me to this day and that's my daughter's godmother our friendship i've been through it okay like we've been friends for years and we haven't always been connected over the years because first it was because she's older than me. So she went off to high school and then I was still in the middle school. And so I didn't, we lost our connection, but then social media reconnected us over the years. And like to this day, that's my girl. Like I, we talk almost every single day and I love her and I knew that even when I was pregnant, we weren't on good terms because she was one of the people who was like, girl, that man ain't it. And I was like, well, I'm gonna stand by him. I'm gonna stick beside him. So you, me and him against the world, you gotta go. And I literally like cut off my friend for my man, which, whew, anyways. But when I was pregnant and I thought about the responsibility of having godparents and being a godparent, I knew that there is nobody that I would rather choose for my daughter's godmother than this this woman. And so I talk about our friendship because we've had some ups and downs, but I think any healthy relationship does. And I think there's a difference between having highs and lows and then having like high highs and low lows. Those are two totally different things. And so I talked about my friendship and how how do we know that a friendship is worth keeping that a friendship is worth 
pushing past whatever misunderstanding or hurt could have occurred and continuing to move forward. I talk about that in my book because I had to learn that myself. And so from friendships, because I didn't want to just talk about romantic relationships. We love to talk about romance. I want to talk about platonic friendships too. From platonic friendships, platonic relationships, I talk about toxic jobs because I don't have a few. <laughs> and I think that's also the beauty of the timeline of this book is that originally when I was writing this book, I only had one major experience with a toxic job. And that was after, let me just say this. Okay, one thing that I have learned is that there is such a parallel between abusive relationships and toxic jobs. The, the similarities are crazy. Unfortunately, I've gotten to experience them both. So I decided to talk about my toxic jobs. And when I first started writing the book, I only had one major experience to share. And that was after I had left my abusive marriage and was coming to terms with my reality as a single mom. And I was like, all right, well, I got to get this money. I, I, got, I need cheese for my egg, okay, as Cardi B says. Um, so I started to accept that reality because I didn't come from a home where I saw a working mom. I come from a home with a stay-at-home mom and two parents. So the idea of grasping my new reality as a single mom, as a working single mom, was it was a struggle for me. And even to this day, it's a struggle. But I mean, I'm a lot more comfortable with my reality now, but it was a new transition that I never had planned for. So anyways, I go get this job. It's supposed to be an amazing hospital. I'm, every job that I've gotten as a nurse, like I feel more and more comfortable and confident each time in myself as a nurse. And so I was excited for this opportunity. It wasn't ideal. And I share that nursing was never the end all be all for me. Um, when I got to the end of college, I knew that entrepreneurship was the goal, but I would use nursing as a means to an end and just to help me fund my entrepreneurial endeavors. And so when I started this job, I was like, all right, let's take care of business. I got to get money for my baby. And then like within, I didn't even last in that job month, all right? Mental breakdown, COVID, bad management, it was a lot. So yeah, that's in there. And then while I was in the process of getting my book published, I left my last job, which also turned out to be a hot mess. And so I got to write up a chapter real quick on that and throw that in here. So I talk about both of those experiences because they were traumatic. <laughs> But I learned so much, again, just about the importance of leadership, of listening to yourself in your body, because, you know, a, a lot of people, they work jobs that they don't even like. And I hate that for us. I hate that for human beings, because life is short and we spend so many hours of our lives at work that you should really be doing something that you love. And if you're not doing something that you love, then you should at least be around good people. And if neither of those are on the table, then what are we really doing? Because I've talked to people, I know how it is. I know, you know, it's Sunday right now. I know what it's like to have, what do they call it? The Sunday saddies, okay? <laughs> Cause you know, you gotta go to work tomorrow. I know about that. I know about 
not being able to enjoy your days off because you're just regretting all already you're like regretting that work is gonna start up again i know what that's like i know what it's like to lose sleep over your job literally and so I know what it's like to be depressed because you are so miserable at your job. And I talk about all of that. One of my favorite things about my experience with these jobs is that something that I heard growing up again was that like what the mind can't handle, it throws onto the body. And so a lot of times of the aches and pains that you are feeling is your mind trying to send you a message like something needs to change, something isn't right. And that's literally what happened in the jobs that I was working, like I was getting headaches, I was lightheaded, um, I was unhappy, deeply unhappy, and I had to make the decision to leave. And both times I did not have another job lined up. I will say my last job, I tried so hard to get a new job before I just up and left, but it didn't happen. And it's okay because here I am today, still here, just fine by the grace of God. But again, like most people would stay in a miserable situation and complain. And I don't want my readers to do that. I want them to know like if you're not happy in your job, there's so many more opportunities out there. There's so many more jobs out there. And don't stay where you're miserable just because it's easy. All right, don't be afraid to put in that work, do those applications, register for your own business, whatever you gotta do, do it. It's worth it. Because what's the alternative? Staying in a place where you're unhappy and then it's taking a toll on your mental health and how you show up in the world? That ain't it. So I talk about toxic jobs in my book and my experiences and my breakdowns. It's in here. So that's important too, because sometimes we got to leave relationships, but sometimes we got to leave jobs. Sometimes we got to leave situations. Sometimes we got to leave opportunities. Sometimes we have to leave environments. That's really what I'm saying. And so, I, again, I talk about that in my book. And another thing that I talk about is romantic relationships. Yeah. I haven't really had a successful romantic relationship just yet, but I believe it's coming. But anyways, um. I talk about three of my ex-boyfriends and what their relationships was like with them. And so one chapter is called He Loves Me More. And the other chapter is called I Love Him More because I've been in relationships where the guy loved me more than I love him. And then I, I also had a relationship where I loved him more than he loved me. And there's a difference in those relationships. And so I wanted to talk about that. And also just to highlight, because dating is not, you know, just because you with somebody doesn't mean that that's it. You got to stay with them forever. Sometimes you do need to break up. Sometimes you do need to walk away. Sometimes you do need to let them go. And so, of course, I am always going to advocate for healthy relationships. And so I talk about my relationships in my book, um, I talk about my first relationship as a young girl in college and how I didn't handle it properly as far as like communication and some of the decisions I made. And just how honestly, again, there was the signs there from the beginning of like, hey, I don't think this is the right relationship. But, you know, I, I experienced it. I learned my lessons and I moved on. Did I move on to better? 
debatable but again that's in the book because I went from that relationship in college to another relationship in college which was very pivotal for me because I love that man okay I love that boy I was showing up for him I really was and I talk about that in the book like I would pull up on his campus every single weekend whenever we both play basketball so when if I had the weekend off, but he was playing. I'll pull up to his games. I'll go to his mama's house. I love that boy's family, okay? You couldn't tell me that was going to be my husband. And so I talked about our relationship in the book and why it ultimately has to come to an end. I didn't really want it to end because I loved him, but he, through his actions, was showing that he didn't love me the way I loved him. And so I talk about that relationship. And then after him, I ended up, because I dated... In the beginning of my serious relationship, I dated guys that were like close to my age or slightly, yeah, we were like the same age or maybe a little younger. So I wanted to try dating an older man because I'm like, something's gotta change. And so I decided to date an older guy and I wasn't like really questioned on him or anything. Like when I met this guy, it wasn't like, Oh my god like, he's so cute who is that it was like yeah he's cool that's my friend like we be talking like every day he's good people and so from that perspective of like yeah he's my friend We're, he's cool like i guess we could be together he's doing a little something with his life or whatever i entered a relationship with that mentality and it was a hot mess disaster and i had to stand on my boundaries and my principles at the end of the day and so I talk about that. And again, that man, he was older. So I had expectations that it was going to be better, but it really wasn't. And because you cannot think that the like, age does not always correlate to maturity. And so just because they're older doesn't mean that they're better or that they know better. And I learned that and with uh, that relationship and also with my daughter's father, like older men is not always the answer. <laughs> it is what it is. So anyways, again, in that relationship, homeboy would have been happy for me to stay with him. He did not want me to leave him, but I knew like, okay, this relationship isn't for me. And so I broke up with him. And I talk about that in the book because it was a big learning experience for me. Um, as I shared, like the mentality going to that relationship was just different. I was kind of trying something new and it didn't work for me, but I learned from it. And so it's in the book. And then... Let me pull up my table of contents. We get into the end now. The last thing that I talk about in my book. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was the last thing, the relationships. And then I just kind of close out the book with encouragement and just my my last thoughts on it's your time to thrive. Okay. We didn't talk about it all. We didn't talk about situations. We didn't talk about opportunities, relationships, environments. You are now equipped with new lessons if you didn't already know them, or maybe it's a reminder for you. And hopefully after you read my book, you take a moment to pause and reflect on your life and decide whether something's got to go or some things could maybe stay, but they need a little work. Or maybe some things are great and you done came a long way. You really learned lessons. You're really out here thriving. Wherever you're at on the spectrum, I hope that you would take a moment to pause and reflect. And I just want to address something because in the end of my book, I say, like, if you need a place to reflect on your thoughts, get my journal. My journal's not out yet. Okay. I really try. I really tried to get my journal out before I got my book out. And if you've been following me, 
you would have seen I posted like, yeah, my journal's coming out this week. Let me tell you something. I tried to publish that journal on Amazon five times. And each time it was like, nope, nope, nope. We don't like this. We don't like that. Try again. Change this. Nope, nope. They just did not want to publish my journal. And you know what? I'm I'm not going to beg nobody to, to see the value in me. So when Amazon was not accepting my book to be published, I was like, all right, I got to go a new route. So I do have another printer for my journal. And that's something I'll be working on soon to get that out to you guys because I'm a big advocate for journaling. I love me a good journal. Okay. Uh, so I did say that at the end of the book, the journal's not out yet, but it will be. Keep an eye out. And so now that I talked about kind of like what's in the book, and if you're tuning in live or whatever, go back to the beginning if you want to hear more about what's in the book. But now I'm just going to talk about some of the other things. So for me, becoming an author, it wasn't ever something that I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to be an author. Like that's never, that was never it for me but I just remember uh, after college around 2019 I was at a conference and I just felt like God spoke to me so clearly and I just left that conference knowing like I'm supposed to write books like I'm gonna write a book at least I think I got like at least three book ideas including this one so I did start to write another book and I just never finished it but I think now I probably could a lot better than I would have then. But anyways, so in 2019, I knew I was supposed to become an author and that there was there was books in me. And I, if you're listening to this and you know that there's books in you, don't let them stay in you. Please write the book. Please share your story. Please share your heart because you don't know what's on the other side of that or who's on the other side of that. Who needs to hear your story? Who needs to hear your wisdom? Who needs to hear your creativity, your imagination? Because I know a lot of my friends, we talk about sharing our stories. We write books based on what we've been through. But I feel like nonfiction, wait, no, no, fiction. Fiction books don't get the credit that they deserve. If you are a creative person, like go write that that story that you've then created in your head. Like write that because reading is so good for your mind, whether it's true or not, it's still very beneficial. So if you know you got some books in you, please write it. So yeah, 2019, I decided like I need to become an author. Like God has given me things to write about. And I started writing Thrive you don't need to see my notes. I started writing Thrive in 2021. And I just finished working with my my second business coach. My first business coach was definitely like me putting my foot in the water, like, all right, let's try, let's get some help. But my second coach was like, okay, yeah, let me invest a little bit more because I'm trying to see a little more this time. And my second business coach, I remember I had like expectations of what it was going to be like to work with her. And I actually dedicated the book to her. I got to tell her, I don't even think she knows, but she is definitely in the dedication, or I mean, the acknowledgements. So I was working with this coach. My contract with her came to an end. And I was still in the process of getting divorced. So I didn't feel like I could just run into starting my own business just yet. And I was very heavy with everything that was going on in my life. But this woman just encouraged me. Like, 
No, you do not have to put your life on pause. You do not have to put your life on hold right now. There is work to be done, even right now. Even if it's just setting things up, even if it's just preparing, there are things you can do right now in this season to get to where you want to go. And so because she said that, I decided I'm going to start writing my book. And I did. I My daughter was still a few months old, if not one year old. And while she was sleeping, I would wake up in the mornings and I would just write. Whenever I had the the memories of these stories come to mind, I would sit down in my computer and I would write out the stories. And so I wrote the book before I even found the publisher. The book was actually already done. So fast forward to last year, I knew like, all right, God is clearly showing me that like, I'm not supposed to be at nobody's nine to five for too long. Like there's more for me and I need to be obedient to that. So remember how I said relationships are important? Relationships are important, okay? The people that you cross paths with, it's no coincidence, it's no accident. So always ask God like, okay, God, why is this person in my life? Why are you showing me this person? Like, what is the purpose of this relationship? And what's their motives? Is this a lesson that I need to steer clear? Or is this a relationship that is going to help me get to where you want me to be? Like, we have to be so careful to consult God. But anyways, I met this girl in college. Shout out to Samani Estriplet. She is amazing. Um, Go look her up on Instagram, Samani. It's like Sam Annie as triplet. Um, she's such a beautiful person and always has been. And I'm so blessed to know her, to have gone to college with her. She knows the nursing struggle. We struggled together, but we made it. Anyways, so I met this girl in college, Sam, and she was amazing. And, you know, social media really connects us to a lot of people these days. So it's like if I don't see you on social media. I don't know what you got going on in your life unless we're really friends like that. So me and Sam, we didn't stay in touch after college. But one day we had each other on social media and then she disappeared off the face of social media for a long time. I didn't know like what she was doing. And then one day she popped back out and she was like, hey, guys, I'm an author. I'm a speaker. And she was like doing all these great things. And I was sitting there at my job that I was miserable in. And I was like, she doing everything I want to do. Not in a jealous way, cause I know that could happen too. You gotta be really careful with comparison, but just in a like, she's doing everything I want to do. And if she's doing it, I definitely can do it. Not, and not again, not in a shady way, just in a like, if she's doing it, I could do it too. Like it's possible for me. She's living proof that I can be a speaker, I can be an author. And so I hit her up and I was like, congratulations on your book, which I don't have a copy of her book on hand, but I can't even remember the name of it, but it was so, it's such a good book. Like I said, go look up her Instagram and you'll see her book there. But yeah, I was like, congratulations on your book. Like, how did you find your publisher? Because I too have written a book that I need to get published. And that's when she connected me with Yolanda from Extreme Overflow Publishing. Oh, their little like emblem is right there on the corner. Extreme Overflow, Extreme Overflow Publishing. 
So I had a call with Yolanda and immediately I was like, I love this lady. I feel like she understands my vision. I really like her spirit. And I feel like we could work together and we did. And so that's how I found my publisher was through a friend, referral, word of mouth, however you want to call it. Um, that's how I found my publisher. And I definitely recommend them, especially if you are a person of faith with the book. I feel like even maybe if you're not, and I just feel like working with them was a good experience. Yolanda is amazing. She is a professional. Okay. So that's how I found my publisher. And somebody asked me the other day, like, was it worth it versus going the self-publishing route to work with a publisher? And for me personally, this being my first book, I absolutely, I am so glad that I invested into a publisher because I could have figured out the self-publishing, but would I have this beautiful cover? I don't know. <clears throat> I'm a little artist, but I don't know if I could have put this together. And just like the wisdom and insight that she had throughout the process, it was worth the investment to me. Uh, we hopped on phone calls. We had Zoom calls. We had lots of so many emails. And just to have her guidance throughout the process of publishing my book, it was so worth it to me. So self-publishing is is really cool. It's a great option. And I, you know, that's what you think is best for you. Absolutely do it. Um, Amazon KDP is not a hard platform to use at all. But if you feel like you need a little guidance and you really want to put your best foot out there and like be professional, go get a publisher. There's so many great publishers out here. So just make sure you find the one that's right for you. But I definitely recommend Extreme Overflow Publishing. Um, I had a great experience with them. So a little bit into the process of creating the book. So first was the writing, duh. <laughs> but I already had my book written as I shared because I wrote it before I even found the publisher. So I got to skip that step, which is kind of nice. So basically I took all of the writings that I had, all of the Google Docs that I had, and I sent them to her. And then she was able to read the stories and then uh, reorder them into a format that would be good for a book. And she also pulled a little bit more out of me because I literally just wrote the stories. Some of the stories had the lessons in them. Some of them didn't. And so she was like, we got to make this thing clear. You are talking to that girl who's in an abusive relationship. You are talking to that girl who is with somebody that she don't really need to be with. You are talking to that person that's at that toxic job. What do you want to tell them? And so she helped me to really pull out the lessons and the gems and the point, the points of the stories. Because I'm not telling stories just to tell stories. I'm telling stories because there's a lesson. I'm telling stories because I'm trying to help somebody else out. I'm telling stories because when I get to the top, I'm reaching back for somebody else. So that's why I told these stories. And she helped me to pull out those lessons in a, a more clear way. And so once we finished with the writing and whatever I needed to add, my book went through editing, which was an interesting process because I feel like my voice, I don't know what happened, but I got like one copy of my book that I was like reading it and I was like, what is this? My dad talks so loud. Like, did you? Anyways, I read that copy of my book and I was like, like, this is not my voice. I don't even, what is that word? I don't even know what that means. So I know I didn't write that because, yeah. So anyways, that was an interesting process. And then uh, I went back to the publisher, like, this editing is crazy. Like, 
I'm going to have so much work to do changing it back to what it was. And it was really just a simple misunderstanding. They accidentally submitted like the wrong scripts of my book. So they still had the right ones and they gave those back to me. And so that's what you guys got. Because I wanted to make sure that you had had my stories and my voice and not some polished, perfect, perfectly edited, punctuated version of my stories. So the editing process was... It was hard because I, the way that I like to edit, I like to hold stuff physically. Like I know we're in this day and age of technology and everything's done on computers and online. But for me, I like to hold papers and mark them up. And so I literally printed out my whole entire book and marked it up, edited where I need to do a period, where I need to, where I had typos, where I need to clarify some things. And I did that. And, but then my brain, it was a lot to try to do in a small amount of time. And my brain kind of got tired of seeing the words. And so I got to a point where I was like, just take it, just take it to the other editor. I can't edit no more. And so it actually was good because then when, when I got the book back for real, it had so much time had passed that I was in a really good, I had fresh eyes again. So I was able to really look at my book and like really make it how I wanted it to be because I had fresh eyes, I wasn't tired anymore. So that was the editing phase. And then after the inside of the book was done, like the stories, the contents, the words, I got to work on the cover. Well, I didn't do anything, they did it for me. But they presented me with options for a cover. I got to share with them some book cover inspiration that I liked. And then they took my suggestions and put together my cover. So I really love the cover of my book. Um, I actually had this picture in my head for my book cover based on the quote that starts in the book, which says, Learn to love the sound of your feet walking away from things not meant for you. And I love those words um, because they're so true. And I had this vision of like high heels because if you know me, you know I love heels. So high heels, like walking down a street, walking away from things not meant for you or me or whatever. So that was like the vision I had for the cover, but that didn't really happen. But it's fine. I really love this cover. Um... My brand colors are more, which I don't, you're like, you got brand colors? Yeah, I got brand colors. I need to get better about using them. But my brand colors are definitely more like natural and feminine and like a little gold in there because, you know, (laughs) we're expensive. But anyways, this book is not exactly my brand colors, but I feel like the color scheme of this book is perfect for the book because when I look at my book cover I see like a sunrise or a sunset with the yellow and the orange and the gold Uh, I just picture like a sky that is evolving that is changing and I love that because the book is about knowing when it's time for something to end knowing when it's time to leave and I feel like Whichever way you want to take it, let's say a sunset, right? Because we're talking about leaving, we're talking about the end. I think sunsets are so beautiful. And I say this with a different type of uh, confidence because I've gotten to witness so many beautiful beach sunsets here in Florida. But anyways, sunsets are beautiful because they are the ending of a day, right? But we trust that 
after the sun sets, it will rise again the next morning. And in the same way, there is beauty in endings and in deciding to leave, deciding to let go, deciding to uh, accept that something has come to an end. But we don't wallow in the sadness of an ending. We believe that with something being released, with something being let go, with something ending, we're making space for new beginnings, for beautiful new experiences, new relationships, whatever it is that you need to be replaced or even upgraded, shall we say. And so that's why I really love the cover of my book, because it's just that reminder of like, it's a new day. It's a new dawn. Okay. We're letting go of the old because we're making space for the new. So that's the inspiration behind the cover of my book. And on the back, let me tell you something. Okay. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> but this picture that's on the back of my book, I really want to tell you this because again, there's a lesson. And the lesson here is you got to work with what you have. Everything you have is everything you need. What's in your hands? What do you already have? That being said, you see this picture on the back of my book? It looks so pretty, right? Like the photographer did that. You know who the photographer was? My iPhone on a tripod, just like it is right now. And I found like a, a plain wall, just like I got behind me. And I just had my hair done. <laughs> so I like put it it's so funny actually um when i took this picture i tried out these braids for the first time and i actually didn't even have enough to fill my head but i just had enough for the front so i took the hair and i like put it to the side real cute i put my phone on the tripod in front of, of a plain wall i took some pictures i googled how to do a professional headshot on your iphone and i was like okay i gotta turn my body and then turn my head a little bit and so I took my own headshot on my iPhone and then shout out to Christopher Hall, the best photographer. Shout out Thomas Claude Photography. That's my big brother. Um, it was just his birthday yesterday. So shout out to him. Um, even though we are miles apart, he still has my back. And so I sent him the picture I took on my iPhone. And then as a professional photographer, he was able to edit it for me. And then I sent that to the publisher. So... That is the story behind the picture of me on my book. The lesson is work with what you got, okay? Do the best with what you got. Because these headshots, I know like we just went through this whole, we're in this AI era where everybody was having these apps make their headshots, but there is nothing like working with a talented photographer for real. And so I wanted to work with a photographer, but these headshots, they ain't cheap. So we worked with what we got. We used the iPhone and we made it. Okay, it looks good. I use this picture for everything now. People be like, oh, can I get a headshot? I'm like, there you go. Keep that myself. <laughs> so yeah. And I will be having a launch party in the Tampa Bay area in the next coming weeks. I'm still planning it, but we are going to get together and celebrate and chat a little bit, have a little fun, little snacks or whatever. I am planning on doing a launch party for my book, so stay tuned. I will announce that. I know my book was available in December, but 
I wanted to give you guys time to get through the holidays and let your wallets recover before I was just like, hey, let's have a, an event for my book. So stay tuned. That'll be happening if you're in the Tampa Bay area or you need a vacation because I know it's snowing. It's been snowing and I know you're tired of it. And I just want to say that it's going to be like 80 degrees in Florida this week again. So if you need a vacation, I'm going to be doing a launch party. So yeah. So my book is available for purchase on Amazon. It's available for purchase on Barnes and Noble, which was not difficult either, but to get the book on Barnes and Noble, it's a little bit slower than Amazon's process, but it's there. So Amazon, you can get it directly to you. Barnes and Noble, you can get it directly to you again. And I'm also doing signed copies. So I'll be happy to sign a copy for you, especially if I know you for real. Because my signed copies, I'm not just like putting my name. I'm actually writing like little, little love notes. I wrote everybody a little letter who gets a signed copy. So if a signed copy is something you want, hit me up because that's a different link. But the links for the book are... If you're watching on YouTube, it's in the show notes. If you're watching on Instagram, it's in my bio. And you can also go to my website. I do need to update to get the links for Barnes & Noble on my website. And I'll take care of that really soon. But yeah, but if you're watching this right now, if you're watching this before Monday, January, I think tomorrow's the 22nd, I'm going to be giving away two free copies of my book. So if it's free, it's for me, right? Um, and you can enter the giveaway. If you're on this live, just put Thrive in the chat. Or if you watch the replay before, probably to the end of the day tomorrow. If you watch the replay before the end of January 22nd and you want to enter the giveaway, hit me up, comment Thrive, and I'll get you entered to win a free copy. I'm giving away to... I really want my book to get into the hands of the people that it's meant for, whether, I don't know, we got to work it out or we got to find a way, whether you need a little discount, whatever it is, I'm going to find a way to get you my book. So through the giveaway, because who doesn't like free stuff? And yeah, that's that. If you already bought my book, like, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review for me. Um, if you already bought my book and you read it, and you thought of some people, buy a copy for them. If you're one of the guys and you like, okay, you wrote, you wrote this book for the ladies. First of all, the lessons in here, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you call yourself. The lessons is still gonna hit, okay? The lessons are still applicable, okay? But if you're a guy and you're like, ah, I, don't wanna, I don't know if I wanna read that, go buy that book for, one, for your sister, for your mother, for your aunt, for your cousin for your friends, for your coworkers, okay? Just buy the book and give it away because people love to give stuff, get stuff, okay? People love to receive, so be a giver. But yeah, that's all I got to say. That is behind the scenes of my book, Thrive, How to Let Go, Find Purpose, and Flourish When Staying Seems Easier. And make sure I didn't leave anything out. Yeah, it's your time to thrive. I don't know about you, but at some point, we got to come out of survival mode and start thriving. So it's your time to thrive. 
thanks for tuning in guys and stay tuned because we will be doing a launch party we will be doing giveaways and other opportunities with the book and as always go check out my podcast get up 10 weekly content tuesdays is get up 10 tuesdays so you can expect a new episode uh we just started off the new year talking about healing and I still want to have more conversations around healing because in 2024, we are becoming more healed and more whole versions of ourselves. And so let's talk about it. What does that look like? How do we do that? We're talking about healing on Get Up 10 this year. But also we're going to be talking about some other things, especially like I'm going to have my first guest who was homeless and she's going to be coming. Her episode is going to be coming out real soon. And that was really encouraging. So, Yeah. A lot of really good things going on. This month has been, and I'm going to come live more, but this month has been a little bit unexpected for me. I was excited to start this month off with two speaking engagements, and both of them fell through for different reasons. But the, the show goes on. You know, there's still more opportunities and more doors with my name on. So stay tuned because I'm definitely going to have some announcements coming up. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. If you are watching this, uh, I hope that you have, if you're watching this on Sunday, I hope you have a really great week. And that's all. It's been an hour. Bye, y'all. Bye.